Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's up, guys? You're listening to the final cast on Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. I'm Brad. I'm Matt. What's up, Matt? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm chilling. Dude, I'm chilling. I want to fish really bad. I do too. But before we even like go off on tangents right now, I I just, I just want to give this episode a little bit more like time because it's probably gonna be a long one. But it's Let's gonna knock be a good it out. Oh, it's so. gonna be a great one. This is gonna be. Your stay tuned for all of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna we are bringing back Glenn Young of Z Man to uh, talk about all the new stuff they released to ICAST. So let's just jump right into it. Hey, guys. What's up? Welcome back to the show. What's going on? Oh, glad to be here, man. I miss you guys. Yeah. you. <laughs> uh, how long has it been? It's been over a year, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think the last time we can remember stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> last time we talked to you was after ICAST last year when we were, was it the Willow Vibe last year? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. So it's it has been a while, so... Yeah, we were way overdue. Yeah, you've got you guys have come come out with quite a bit of stuff since then, and like always, me and Matt, we love Z Man, so we're like, oh, and we were talking about it before the show. You guys teasing stuff, and we're like, we want to see the bait. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you don't understand uh, what that did. I'll to tell you me what, honestly, emotionally. <laughs> no, I do. That was the whole point. I was like, we need to make Matt suffer. This is the whole goal here. If Matt suffers and cries, we've accomplished our goal. So that was really what we were after. Yeah, mission accomplished. It's not easy. But, it's not hard to make Matt cry. 
I, well, he's a sensitive kind of guy. And I understand. Oh, that. I, mean, I mean, definitely deep down. I tell you what, I lost a fish two weeks ago and I about cried. Thing was huge. <laughs> yeah, he lost that. a good one. Yeah, no I, matter how long we've been doing this, which is a long time for somebody old like me, and I still, I if I lose a big fish, it bothers me. Oh, <laughs> you know, it hurts. It hurts still. It just never goes away. It never gets less painful when it happens. It, no. it just doesn't. And it's funny because those fish you lose are the ones you remember more. Than oh, you really do. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. You definitely 100%. go back. You close your eyes, you go to bed that night, and you're right back on the water, and he's right there. <laughs> yeah. And then you watch him get away. And then you just and then you keep set up out of bed, storm out of the room, and your wife goes, what's wrong? Never mind. You won't understand. <laughs> and then you keep going back to that same spot like four trips in a row, hoping he's back mm -hmm. there. You know, And they're never there. Have you noticed yeah. that? Yep. They are never there. Brad broke that with his 20 last year. Did I, he? I, 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 I lost one. I lost the fish. I went back like a month later. He was there again and I hooked him and I caught him. Really? In the same awesome. spot. Exact That's same awesome. spot. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I can tell you that very rarely happens to me. It, yeah. Fact, it does. For me. The yeah. last big one I got, I got one a little over eight, um, a couple months Jeez. ago. Um, Ooh. and it was not, I, I had lost one about that size in the same lake. Um, and it, it, it had been a few weeks, but it was on the complete opposite side of the lake. You know, so the first place I went to when I went back to the lake was that spot. You know, I'm going to get back there. I know that fish is there. These, they're territorial. They have to be there. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I was fishing with a friend of mine who doesn't fish much. So I was kind of letting him have like first shot at pieces of water. And then after he got yeah. four, I'm like, okay, it's my turn. So yeah. <laughs> I kind of jumped ahead of him. I low hold him a little bit, but you know, listen, it's my leg. You're my guest. It's my prerogative. You've got four already. Yeah. And so and there was one lay down that I really hardly ever fish. And I fished and I was throwing a, a one of our darters in beer run on, um, I think it was a sixth ounce um, weighted chin locks. But that's a, just a very slow fall. And I threw that in there said it and it was an eight pounder. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> best part was he got to watch the whole thing because he was right there so it just kind of reminded him of the proper order it's like you know you're my guest and this is how it works i'm, I'm going to take first shot at all these big ones <laughs> we we, tr we try to do that on the river too it's kind of hard sometimes because one, one of our buddies he fishes a lot slower than we do so i i always tend to go ahead of him anyway but Right. Sometimes I have to try yeah. to keep back for that reason. If, well, if river fishing is completely different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is how I look at it. Like how Brad will start going down and I'll, I'll count to like 10 or something and I'll start going down and then he's, he's fishing. And if he's really picking a spot apart, I'll just do like two paddles back and just slowly float by him and then just cast right on the other side of him. And then we'll just keep <laughs> leapfrogging like that. But then he's right. We get, we've got a buddy who like he picks apart everything. Now he, gets fish where we don't because we power fish through it and he'll pull right. out something but yeah i'll like sit there and i'll be fishing i was like man i don't want to low home just keep sitting there and i'll keep casting the same bush and then i'll just reel up and be like justin dude i'm leaving and i just go right <laughs> and then he'll pull a fish out five seconds after i get past it. yeah well, you pull fish out behind us too though so oh i do I pulled well, a fish out on the same piece of cover. Another buddy was fishing the other day. Yeah, it's kind of a family tradition for us. I mean, my dad, who 
this this is kind of cool. I, I didn't I never had a chance to tell you about this. So on for Father's Day, I flew back to Portland um, to take my dad fishing um, on the Oregon coast, where I spent ten years as a guide. And so, you know, one of his favorite things to do, he's, he's going to be 81 this year and you know, the dimension is kind of getting to him a little bit. So I figured if I'm going to do a trip like this, I need to do it now. So I flew back there and took him down to the Trask River where I used to guys see run cutthroat, which is his favorite fishery in the world. And, and I, it was so funny. I did this like, I think, uh, 2016 was the last time I did this with my daughter and I warned her, I, I said, here's what's going to happen. We're going to get to the river and where he's going to be all nice and friendly and everything and talking us up. And then as soon as we get in position, he's going to go, well, why don't you guys go ahead and start here? You know, kind of offering us a really good spot. And then what you're going to hear is you're going to hear a loud whistle. He's going to, you're going to look up, he's going to pat his head and point up river. He's going to go <laughs> to the next spot up. <laughs> and she's like, what? I said, no, trust me. And then when that's done, the next thing he's going to do is he will low hole us the rest of the day. So he's just going to go on down. <laughs> So, and it's exactly what he did. It was so funny. I mean, I just had to laugh because we got to the river, we set up, she catches her first sea run cut on a fly. And then, you know, we hear the whistle. We look up the top of the hole. My dad's there, pets on her head and goes, yeah. I told you. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. And then a little bit later, uh, Katie and I were fishing a different hole. I said, where'd Papa go? She goes, oh, he went downstream. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. I had to go like a mile down river and find him like way down there and try to bring him all the way back up oh man (laughs) yeah so it's it's something that i think all river rats just do out of habit you know because you see that next run below you you see that next little riffle that that little seam line that oh Mm -hmm. i know there's something there and i want to hit it first it's kind of hard to pass that up and so but it was it was funny so dad did the same thing this year which is funny i mean he he (laughs) acted like he had never not done it he hadn't been out there for years but as soon as we got back on the river, it was just total instinct. He just went right back into it. Yep. I'm like, where, where are you going? Well, I was looking at the, yeah, okay, I know. All right, let's go. So yeah. I just stayed with him the whole time. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Well, um, first first off, I wanted to talk a little bit about ICAST. Um, yes. You guys are at ICAST again. You guys won some awards. So first off, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. Thought we should have um, had three. I'm not bitter, but I'm bitter. But anyway, but that's a different subject. <laughs> what? Which ones did you guys win? So we won for best new saltwater soft lure, which was the kicker crabs. So this guy right here. Ooh. So we won for that guy, and then we also won best terminal tackle for the diesel eye, which is this right here. Um, and it was, it, you know, it was funny when I was at the awards. I kind of forgot we even submitted this. But it won, <laughs> and seriously, because we had so many of the things that we put in that showcase. I mean, you kind of forget what you put in there. And we put this jig head in there. I, the main reason that it won is it's it's kind of hard to see on this camera. But if you look at the shape of the hook, mm-hmm. you can see that it's forged on three sides. Okay, oh, yeah. so, so it's a tri-forged hook, which is very unusual. So huh. um, for those who don't know my background, I was with Gamakatsu for 10 years. Um, and you know, so I knew a lot about hooks. I didn't know you could forge a hook on three sides, but what that does is it just provides incredible strength for something like this. I mean, you just, you can't, you can't open it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a strong hook. So, so we did that in a six out and eight out and primarily because 
Um, we make a lot of oversized swim baits and jerk baits in, in five inch, seven inch, eight inch, 10 inch. So we needed something that would really match with those. And we really wanted to take advantage of the popularity of our ice pack heads. So we wanted to make something like that with a really strong hook and put it in that ice strike series. And, uh, and it is, it's an amazing head. So we do it in a six aught and an eight aught. We do it in a three quarter ounce all the way up to a three ounce, which is wow. massive. So, I mean, see, that's, so that you're, you're speaking Matt's language now. He's a big swim bait guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So I mean, that was pretty cool to win for that because honestly it is, I've never seen a hook like that. Um, and, you know, to put it in that series, I think was really cool. And, you know, the kicker crab, I think really the cool thing about the kicker crab was the fact that, you know, there were, have been a lot of soft plastic crabs on the market. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of very realistic ones. And a lot of them are made out of TPE materials similar to this. But the problem is, is they're all super realistic, but they don't do anything. They yeah, don't have no. any action. They just kind of sit there and look like a crab. So this one is actually designed to swim like a crab. So anybody who's ever actually seen a crab in the saltwater when it's going across the bottom, they have a, a, a claw that trails behind them mm -hmm. when they move across sideways. And that's what this little kicker claw was designed to be. So it's designed to be that little trailing claw that's moving behind this crab as he scoots across the bottom. So it's providing action and a little bit of vibration and everything, but it just, it looks like a real crab. And, you know, the guys that have used it, it'll all tell you the same thing is that every redfish that picks that up puts it straight in the crushers. I mean, they don't like mouth it or anything. It goes right back to their crushers like they would a real crab. Oh, wow. You know, they don't play around with it. Yeah. I mean, they know exactly what that thing is. And then the other cool thing about it, the first thing I noticed when I fished it was that when I was swimming across the bottom, it had a very similar profile to a baby flounder that mm -hmm. would be scooting across the bottom because so, it has that similar body shape. And that profile looked very much like that to me. So that was the other thing I thought of immediately. And so it's really it's kind of like the first real crab, soft plastic crab that actually moves and does anything. And. I mean, there's a lot of really great looking crab imitations out there, but like I said, they just, they don't really do anything. This mm -hmm. one, I can fix it like a swim bait. I can cast it, retrieve it. I can cover water with this thing. And yeah. it's still going to look like a crab that's scooting across the bottom. Yeah, so it, it, that's why we were really happy to get the award for that because we really did put a lot of time and effort into that, working with C.A. Richardson from Flats Class TV, working with a lot of our pro staff and, you know, and our president, Daniel Nussbaum, he's, I, he's, I think he's pretty much on a first name basis with every redfish in Charleston. So, I mean, he knows what he's doing in the saltwater. So, you know, when, when you team up all those kinds of brains together to, you know, to try to build a crab pattern, you're going to come up with something good. And it yeah. actually, it's been, we've been working on it for years, honestly. This was something we just like thought of and developed in months. It's been going on for a long time. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I know, uh, Matt, was talking about throwing it in the river. I, is that something you guys uh, like? Did did you do trial and error with that or anything? I did smallmouth personally. I didn't. Do, I did it on smallies, but I did catch some largemouth on it. And it was funny because at ICAST, a lot of the guys that came up and looked at that, the first thing, oh my god, I'll guarantee you, a bass would eat that. You know, yeah. it's a little swim bait, and it's got kind of a little bait fish profile. And, you know, not only that, it's just something different. So yeah, I definitely see a lot of crossover with that bait for sure. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, isolated to just salt water. I mean, in fact, the first fish I caught on it was largemouth bass <laughs> on a red. Cool. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, 
it will look like a lot of different things, but the cool thing is, is that we finally have a gravitation that actually moves and does something, mm -hmm. you know, so that was pretty cool. And, and to get the award for that, I thought was a big, big compliment to everybody we worked with and our whole design mm -hmm. team for that, you know, and which reminds me. So one of the things that we did this year, uh, kind of another big growth step for Z-Man is we hired a new director of product development. So we hired Jose Chavez, who was had started with 13 fishing, then one out of Savage Gear. Um, mm -hmm. And then we picked him up from there. So he's our new director of product development. And so he's so good at what he does as far as, you know, working with drawings, designs, taking input, working with factories to get stuff right. I mean, he's really going to take us to the next level. So, I mean, it was kind of like the kicker crab, but I thought it was a great kind of send off really for, for our president, Daniel, because he had such a big part in this, but it's like the last thing he's really going to design for himself. Yeah. And, you know, and, and he's happy about it. I mean, honestly, I mean, and he should be happy about it because he's worked so hard, but he has so many other things to focus on other than just trying to design product and work on product development. And honestly, we all do internally. We're pretty busy in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I believe it. Yeah, oh, so yeah. it's nice to have, you know, a guy whose sole purpose is to develop stuff. And so that's that was kind of the fun part. So when we were at ICAST, Jose and I were there at the award ceremony getting the awards. And we're walking off with the second award. And I said, like, congratulations, we just got two awards you had nothing to do with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's motivation, really. It's the way I think it. it's motivation for Jose to get a whole bunch of awards under his designs, which yeah. he's going to do based on what I've seen him working on already. So, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the team. You did nothing. Exactly. Yeah. So this is what we've done already. By the way, the bar's been set pretty high. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, that that kicker crab's awesome. I know Matt probably has some things he wants to ask about it, but I was impressed with uh, myself yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I the first thing that I thought was like, yeah, it's finally a crab that does something. Because, mm -hmm. like you said, there's a ton of versions of crabs out there. Like, I mean, there's some companies that make it look to where if you put a real crab next to a, a a lure they look almost identical but at the same yeah. time it's a throw and you leave it there and if you move it it loses all lifelike appearance because it's it doesn't move like crap right. it's, it's not going to be keeled properly it's not designed exactly. to walk it's not designed to yeah. swim exactly it, yeah it's it's more of that throw out and weight which i can't i mean i almost have a mental breakdown when i'm throwing a ned rig so like I'm the fastest, I'm the fastest Ned rig, Ned rig fisherman you'll ever meet. I throw it out. You're going to hate fishing in the winter, dude. I know it's not going to be great, but uh, you should probably just move South now. Matt. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if only that, that's, that's the ultimate plan. But uh, yeah, I mean, the first thing I thought I was like, you know, it, it has that small bait fish profile, but it's just different it enough from everything else on the market throwing like bait fish wise that, if I let it, you know, go down the bottom and, and bounce it, I feel like it's going to look like a wounded bayfish more because it might have a little roll to it. Mm -hmm. If I burn it back, it's going to have that tail action. Like, it's going to be able to do everything. I think it's going to just be a destroyer on the river. Well, the thing is with, with this, because of the buoyancy, once you stop it and you pause it, the tail will lift up, mm. you know, depending yeah, on how you that's so, nice. So we've rigged it several ways. We rig it on our pull, our pro bullets. We also rig it on our snake locks, which is my preference for this because the snake locks has more of a swivel head design. So I can have a mm -hmm. 
a little bit more action. But when I do stop it on the bottom, it will stop and raise up. So there is going to be that little flag waving there. So you can do the same thing when you're fishing in fresh water. We'll pull a bait along, we'll dead stick it. And, you know, with the buoyancy factor, you, it's going to rise up and hopefully get seen. And that's that's what this is going to do as well. Yeah. So you could throw it on Ned rig too if you wanted. It's a little bit big for that. I mean, it's a pretty okay. good size bait. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really not much of a finesse bait, honestly. I mean, it's it's a pretty good size bait. What so, is it, like four, four inches? Yeah. So, okay. I mean, something like that. I mean, it's really a little bit big for finesse fishing, but I think there's a lot of applications for something with that type of a profile and that kind of action. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you see we built that little keel on the bottom too. So mm -hmm. when you are swimming it, Ooh. it tracks straight. So it's not going to oh, roll yeah. or twist or anything like that. So it is going to move and track like it's supposed to. So, what you know, like I said, it's something we put a lot of design effort into. What about uh, uh, using it as a trailer on a jackhammer? You could. Um, I thought about that. That too. would what be kind of cool. Sideways? Yeah, rig it sideways yeah. or you could rig it flat. But if I were going to do it, I would probably rig it sideways. Yeah. Fill in that entire skirt pattern. Do it with the, I would that. do it with the oh, tail yeah. up. If I were going to do it, I would do it with the tail up for sure. If I were going to do something like yeah. that. That would be cool. Brad, we got to make sure the second we see it on Tackle Warehouse, so we order it. So we know living in <laughs> Ohio, we're not our stores aren't going to have kicker crabs because yeah. it's going to be a saltwater only bait. So we're going to have to order it and wait two months to get it. <laughs> <laughs> and again, yeah. There is the downfall of when you do design a bait and it's designed for one specific market. The guys in all the other markets that have a use for it are like, oh, I can't get it. <laughs> yeah. I want it, but I can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's always a way. I mean, you're talking to Matt here. He or, orders Jap Japanese stuff all the time. I do. Like stuff do. I've never even heard of. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've, me and the JDM market are just kissing yes, in the tree. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. We're 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 boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, when does that one release? Um, actually we've already run most of them now. We're just waiting on the packaging, like the trays and stuff. And so we should have that one shipping by the end of August at the latest. I'm thinking awesome. probably we're hopefully going to ship, start shipping them around mid August, but I say late August cause it may take a little bit of time to get all the colors packaged and everything, but See, yeah, she'll be ready to go soon. Here's the good thing. Cause I'm going to be in Florida from the 12th through the 21st. So if it gets done, that Bass Pro's got to have them in Orlando. In <laughs> September? Everything else. <laughs> no, August. You said middle to late August. Or you, did you mean September? No, middle to late August. When we start shipping them, that means they're not going to hit the store for no, they, they will. weeks I'm, after that. you got to believe. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know who to believe here. Hmm. Uh, boy, I, yeah, I, I know. I feel like I'm going to be sent Matt's address soon. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's probably, probably. <laughs> there, there might be a couple of test samples available for somebody that's going to be down there. We'll see. But yeah, I might be able to help you out with that. <laughs> there you go, Matt. There you go. <laughs> I, I just might know a guy. So. Hey, hey, I mean, put me in touch. <laughs> see what I can do. Brad, put him in touch. <laughs> All right, I'll try. Yeah, he won't. He'll forget. It's fine. That's okay. I pro yeah, I forget a lot, so it's whatever. I do. It's okay. Yeah. Well. Um. Let's see. I want to switch gears and talk about the Hellraiser because yes, this is uh, interesting. It's not what oh. I expected to 
it's it's definitely easily one of the most talked about baits of iCast without even trying. Oh yeah. I, I you know I, I think mean, interesting is probably the most often used word to describe this. And so but <laughs> and before I show this, so you know, this was in work. This was developed by Ron Davis, the same guy that that developed the uh, the chatterbait, the original chatterbait. Okay, so he's always tinkering and coming up with something. And so this was one of the things that he'd been working on for a long time, a very long time, trying to figure out how to get this thing to run right, how to do what. And and I remember um, there was one day that Daniel went actually went up to Columbia to go fish with the Davises so they could show him this thing. And he came back and I asked him about. It. I said, "So what was it?" He says, "I." You know what? I'm just going to wait for them to send me one. I don't even want to try to describe this. So, <laughs> okay. And awesome because it's so different that how can you possibly describe it? And as a salesman, you know, I've been actually doing a lot of sales calls since the springtime on this with a lot of our national accounts and, you know, showing them this thing. And the first thing that I have to do in the meeting is actually show them the video of it in the water because I can't hold it up, show it to them and go, hey, here it is. I have to actually show them this video because otherwise they have no clue what this thing is or what it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, because you really cannot articulate a bait like this. So basically, so here, here it is right here. So this is, this is the Hellraiser. So I've got this guy right here. So, oh, yeah. um, so basically what this is, is you have, you see the line tie right here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is the line tie. This is where you tie the line on. And when you cast this out, it's going to sink. And it's going to sink this way because it's weighted. It's five-eighths of an ounce. It's a heavy bait. Oh. And as soon as you start the retrieve, it planes to the surface. Once it gets to the surface, it levels out and starts walking and spinning the whole time. Oh. So it's doing this. And while it's doing that, this blade back here is vibrating and flashing. And then you've got the feathers behind it, too, as an added attraction. So you have a whole lot going on. You've got rattles, you've got the vibrating blade, and you've got the spitting on the surface going back and forth as well. So there's a whole lot going on in one bait with that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's one of the things that makes it so unique. I mean, honestly, I mean, I've been in this business a long time. I've never seen anything like this ever. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, think about it. when was the last time we saw any original design of a topwater bait? So we that's... were just talking about that. Yeah, was what was say, the last we, one? We were just uh, the the last one I remember being like a a, a breaker would be like the plopper. Exactly for me, and even I mean, that was just of an already existing musky that mm -hmm. had been around forever. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I was talking to a, a buddy at work about that, and he was like, "Yeah, do you see the Hellraiser?" I was like, "Yeah, man, completely different than what I thought." But I'm I'm about it, and he was like, oh, "I just don't know." I was like, "When was the last time you saw any innovation in the topwater lure?" Yeah, he was like, "Well." The Whopper Plopper, I, I said the same thing. I was like, well, yeah, but that's just a streamlined buzz bait. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Pretty it's much. it it does its job. Or like a torpedo. I, or right. like a torpedo. Yeah, I mean, it's like they merged. And uh, he was like, yeah, that's true. And I was like, have you seen the video yet? And he's like, no. So I showed him the video. He was like, oh, that's nothing. It didn't no action like I thought it would be. I was like, yeah, man, it, it does <laughs> literally terrible. three baits in one. I it mean, kind of is. I mean, when you think about <laughs> it, on this one here, you can actually see the rattles inside there. So there's rattles in the bottom here that you can see mm. at the very bottom. So that's where the rattles are. And, you know, you combine that. This is going to go this way. They all transfer. There's like a stopper in here, probably right about there, right below where my thumb is. It stops the rattles from going any further up. 
So you have all of that going on. Plus, I mean, the other thing is because of the streamlined nature and the weight of it, it casts like a bullet. Like oh, I don't yeah. a mile. Aerodynamic. Absolute mile. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't helicopter like a buzz bait does or do anything, you know, like a lot of those other topwater baits. And the fact is, you know, as soon as you start to retrieve, that's just an action these fish have not seen before. Ever. Yeah. You know, I don't know how that one didn't win. Like, at ICAST, yeah. the hard, hard, or a hard bait, whatever. Well, freshwater yeah, I mean, hard I mean, bait. I mean, how can you compete with a bladed jig? I mean, that's. <laughs> you guys should take that as a compliment, though. We... Mean... <laughs> yeah. We yeah. were saying the, the same thing in the last show. We were talking yeah. about it, and I was like, you know what, man? I just, I can't concede. I'm not, that's stupid to me. Yeah. There's no, there's, I mean, it, it's it, it's, so it's funny because you know we actually joked internally at the office like watch that one will win and, you know yeah. and, and it and it did and i just i was standing with jose i'm like told you <laughs> oh, yeah you know but honestly I mean, i'm kind of glad it, it didn't only because the the backlash from that has been even more publicity for the hellraiser mm-hmm. you know than if we had actually won oh i can see honestly, that because yeah. everybody's talking about it Yep. You know, which yeah, they're, yeah great. they're still talking Fine. about it. They I think are. So I've heard more them. about the Hellraiser than I have the Slobberknocker. Exactly. I about to say I've heard people saying this. I've like talking negatively about the Slobberknocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then talking about I don't know how the Hellraiser didn't win best for Hard Lure, and I was like, I don't know, man. But <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It's good thing. I mean, imitation is the biggest form of flattery. So. Well, and and honestly, I think that reverse publicity, I think, has really helped the Hellraiser more than anything. Because right. it's, it's really getting people talking about it. And it's getting people talking about the fact that it is truly original and innovative. You know, oh, something yeah. completely different. And you know, that I, makes I'm, two things you guys released that ICAST said of completely different, which is cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, what you know, honestly, I mean, that's what we try to do because it's it's easy to get caught up and they're like, well, you need to make a bait like this or you should make one of these. It's like, no, I, I don't want to because that's already there. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't need to make that. I would rather come up with something different that's going to catch fish and have some, mm-hmm. you know, broader ranging applications than just well, that shape catches bass and plastisol, so we should make it out of elastic. That's just not justification for making a new product. Yeah. You know? And one of the things that I that I thought was interesting, too, walking through the new product showcase this year, too, is there was a absolute dead-on knockoff of the TRD <laughs> in the package. In the new product showcase. I mean, compl- I mean, identical. Down to every detail, except it was made out of Mesosol, but it was a dead knock on the RD in the new product showcase. That's weird. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. This ain't new. This is old. That's, yeah. Come on, man. It's like, you're like five years late to the party here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> as, as consumers like me and Matt, like we like it when companies step up like Z-Man has with the kicker crabs and the Hellraiser. It, it gets old seeing the same stuff over and over. You know what I mean? So it, it's it really does. refreshing to see new stuff come out. It is. And, you know, and I'll say going back to, you know, working with Jose now is that, you know, we had a long list of stuff that we wanted to make when he first came on board. And, you know, a lot of it was, okay, yeah, we know we could probably do something like that, but do it better. 
but that doesn't mean that we should because we're just going to get the same backlash that everybody else does unless we come up with, yes, it's better, but because we made these original adjustments. Mm, we made yeah. these types of, you know, innovative changes to this same type of a technique, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I really think that's what we strive to do because I don't, we just, none of us want to be another me too. Mm -hmm. None yeah. of us. Yeah, I There's think plenty it, of those out there. Yeah, it gets down to whenever we we have John Thomas on it always. We he's the owner of uh, Yeah Gadget, and he'll uh, come on, and we always somehow get on a topic of innovation. Not only <laughs> helps the company, but yeah. it helps the consumer because you guys have made two things brand new, completely different than anything else, mm -hmm. sure. and now it's it's going to force the other companies to make something. Like it yeah. happens in the kayak industry when something comes out. Oh yeah, that's now we have to make something new because they came out with a new one, and it, it helps the consumer overall. So, ultimately, thank you for continuing to make new and innovative things. <laughs> You're welcome. But honestly, to your point, in the kayak industry, you know, because uh, I mean, Brad knows I'm a kayaker. That's all I do, mm -hmm. and I love what the pressure has done to the other kayak companies and all the kayak accessory companies mm -hmm. of having to come up with new innovative ways to accommodate kayak angler i mean that's the best thing that could have ever happen to us honestly oh yeah, oh, yeah. you know it really is i mean competition is a great thing in this industry and you know in the lure side it's very difficult we joke that you know r d does not stand for research and development it stands for replicate and duplicate <laughs> yeah you know because i mean it's, i mean that's honestly what most of these guys do you know, and I see yep. it every freaking day, you know, and I'm starting to see a lot of it now. Like the, I saw some guy that's got, he's coming, he's bringing these baits out of China that are like dead on knockoffs of our three inch minnows made out of a TPE material made in China. I'm like, yeah, congratulations. That's original. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. you see it all the time and it's, it is nice when you do see people using their imagination and coming up with better ways to do the same thing, because we all know that, bass fishing inherently is not difficult right you know it's, yeah. it's not i mean look i mean they're they're really they're opportunistic predators they're just looking for something that moves so they can kill it i mean that's really all they're trying to do and that's why you know when you go through any of these giant stores you just see hundreds and hundreds of feet of all these different lures that are all designed to catch the same fish yeah you know yeah. And so our goal as a company is to go, well, have you tried this yet? You know, I mean, here's, here's another way to, you know, to change it up. Here's another technique. And I think that's where the, I think the Ned rig was probably our biggest breakthrough as a company, honestly, mm -hmm. because, oh, I agree with yeah, because yeah. I mean, we'd been around a long time before that. And we'd had really good success in the saltwater market because the inshore guys were not really just, you know, they weren't hardcore, traditionalists you know mm -hmm. um like freshwater guys are you know the, the saltwater guys are like well is it better yeah can i catch more fish with it yeah okay cool i'll try it you know whereas the bass guys you know you have one guy says well i've been using the same trick worm for 20 years and it's worked fine i don't see any reason to change mm -hmm. you know i mean that's you know that's what you're up against in the uh in the bass market so what broke through for us was when we when we came out with the ned rig and that whole system and turned everybody on to this new method of finesse fishing. 
Yep. And now suddenly, you know, and everybody laughed at us at first. It's like, you're not going to really a turd. You're going to sell turds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Millions of them. Next. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, one of the best baits ever made, too. Exactly. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> and that's always been our thing like with the new product showcase. It's like, you know, we're never going to win an award for a turd, you know, yeah. but I'll take the sales over an award any day. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> And everybody doubted it, and now everybody's knocked it off. Yep. These are all turds. Yeah. Not He's not sucking up to the guest at all, is he, Brad? Oh. No. You should see. You should. So I emptied my truck out uh, from the tackle shop known as my back seat. Uh, and it, <laughs> I had. I counted them because I went to Target for the first time voluntarily that I've ever wanted to go. And uh, my wife was like, are you on Target.com? I was like, don't ask. But I bought two big totes to put back there. And I literally have like all the baits in there and stuff. And like two rows in this like 16 inch wide by 24 or 36 inch long tote is just TRDs. There's like six of like of each color. Except for yoga pants, I've got like sixteen of those packs. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, yoga the pants. greatest name color. Ever. I love it. Gotta love I that. love yeah, it. Thank you, Brian Latimer. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> He's the one that came up with that name. He was that's like, awesome. You guys need to make this color yoga pants. That was all Brian. <laughs> I did not. He's know also that. the one awesome. that came up with Meat Dog. That was we got that. <laughs> we got that name from a video we did with him. He caught. He didn't throw it as as a color name. We were actually shooting a video with them, and he caught a fish on. I think we were doing the micro finesse jigs or something. No, it was we were doing finesse worms. And he catches a fish like that is a meat dog, and he's holding up this fat spot. And we looked at us like, "That's our next color name." That's awesome. <laughs> meat dog is our next color name. I love that. Name. <laughs> I love that's it. awesome. Yeah. So that that's where that came out of. But you know what's funny, Matt, is that the the Nedrig itself, the TRD, when it first came out, we first came out with that, that was actually designed by a guy named Drew Reese, who we'll mention here in a little bit, too, as we get on other new products. Drew Reese was uh, one of Ned Katie's buddies, and he, Drew lives in Canada. We actually did a profile video on him you should watch on our website. Fascinating video. Drew's been around a long time. Actually fished the very first Bassmasters Classic. That's how long. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, Drew's been around a long time and he knows his way around the fishing biz. And, you know, the first time he fished with Ned and Ned turned him onto this technique, then he just went off on it. And he's the one that helped us design the TRD, the ticklers, the hula sticks, our Midwest finesse sticks, all this stuff. I mean, he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. And he lives in Canada for most of the year. And then he catches, after he catches about 6,000 smallies there, he comes down to the U.S. to torture our fish here. <laughs> yeah. But, he does. But when we first came out with the TRD, we didn't have the whole system yet. So um, I had I had two really good breakthrough experiences for me that convinced me that the TRD was really effective. The first one was I was on the Broad River where I live here in South Carolina fishing smallies. And I was fishing our slim swims and I threw it behind a boulder and caught this nice little 14 inch smallie so as i'm fighting this one i see this giant largemouth chasing him all the way to the kayak i'm like and there's my upgrade i'm looking at this thing this yeah. thing's a giant so <clears throat> i let the smallie go quickly and i threw the slim swim back into that same spot probably threw it <clears throat> like at least eight times nothing 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 
And I had a Copper Truce TRD rigged up on one of the rods. So oh, I reached behind me, pulled it out, and I oh, threw God. that in there. It didn't even make it to the bottom on the first cast when I got that giant bass. And it was a 22-inch largemouth. So I mean, <laughs> that was like, he refused a two-and-a-half-inch swim bait that entire time. But the second I threw the TRD in there, there was no hesitation at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh, my God. And then I think it was that same year. It was 2015. I went to Australia and I took some TRDs with me there. So I just wanted to try it. I mean, why not? And so I was shooting a bunch of videos for our distributor down there. And I was fishing with one of their uh, big, big name, you know, brim tournament guys. You know, the brim is like their, it's kind of like a saltwater perch, you know, mm -hmm. but it's their most popular fish in Australia. And so I was filming some brim shows with these guys and then we got all the footage we needed and I want, I really wanted to throw a TRD really bad. So <clears throat> I went in and rigged one up and I showed it to the guys with, it. I showed it to Chris. I go, you think this will work? He, he actually said, it looks a little big actually, but you know, it might work. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I skipped it up against a boat slip and the water was gin clear. And as this bait's going down, it's settling down and the biggest brim of the day just went, woof. <laughs> it. that's cool and then he's like mate give me one of those love those things too oh yeah i mean he had the greatest oh, time man. the rest of the day he kept laughing it's like oh we're skipping turds he thought it was so funny <laughs> we we're just skipping turds all day <laughs> that is funny but it's one of those things it still works to this day though it's not one of those things where you know like a lot of techniques or baits that kind of dale after a while or fish get used to it i just don't think fish ever get conditioned to a TRD. No. And they can't. one of the other guys here at Paddle and Finn, he likes to compare the TRD to a Dorito. And he, he calls it the little snack for bass. He's like, that's their Dorito. They can't resist it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's pretty accurate because I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's too. very accurate. I like that. That's very good. So, <laughs> so speaking of that, so, um, I want to I want to kind of jump into the next category um, for us for the new product stuff, and it, as cool as the Hellraiser is, and don't get me wrong, I love the Hellraiser. I'm super pumped about it. But for me, the one thing that I'm more excited about than any of that. Oh wait a minute! I'm gonna skip ahead. Let me don't do. That. I'm not gonna do that. So let me go this first. I swear, so, I thought you were about to last. say you have a new color coming out called the Dorito. And I was no, you know, what, but that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. So I'll have just to make saying, a cool ranch. You can I was make like say a cool ranch colored. It has to be. You so, can make three colors: cool ranch, Dorito. You can make like a fire crawl and a copper truce mix. Make it Dorito. I, I think you want to have the original nacho cheese, though. Yeah, oh, you yeah. can't do Dorito. You can't do Doritos and not have the original nacho. Oh yeah, no, that would be definitely. Incredible. That's what I'm saying. Just no. Dorito nacho cheese. Oh man, exactly. That'd be awesome. So. Um, we came out with a new swim jig. So yes. this is the Midwest Finesse swim jig. So oh, yeah. this was designed by Drew Reese, the same guy I mentioned before. Okay. So he wanted a little bite-sized version of a swim jig. And we used the stable track head that we use on our spinner baits on this so that it tracks straight. So we have this in pretty good selection of color, different weights, the different conditions. And it also matches up pretty well. That was our slim swim on the back. It also matches up really well with the goat. See, I've got the little baby oh, yeah. on the back of this. Yes. So, I mean, this is a really cool little swim jig. Great profile. And 
one of the things since I'm on this, I'm going to pull this one off here. Uh, the trailer I had on that white one is one of our new colors. Um, it's called Disco Cisco. Oh yeah, nice. uh, it's like oh, a purplish, like, grayish, blue, like a blue with oh, a blue. silver belt. Oh, but it, it's hard to tell in this light, but it's super translucent when you mm -hmm. hold it up into the bright light. So when it's swimming over the top of the fish, it's going to be changing colors and contrast as it moves through the water. Very, very. Oh, cool that's color. cool. Yes. Yeah. So that's the Midwest finesse swim jigs, and that's that's really cool. We actually should be shipping those here probably by uh, uh, end of this month, the latest. <laughs> nice. So yes. So very. Sorry, I know. Back. So when when we first saw that bait, I I text Matt. I was like, "Do you see this? Like, I never <laughs> never even crossed my mind to see a finesse swim jig." Yeah. I was like throw that thing in some fast moving current and some smallies are going to nail that. Oh, you know oh yeah. You know, they are. And that was one of the things, you know, that drew has been working on this stuff for a long time. And mm -hmm. he really has one of the best testing grounds ever up, you know, Lake of the woods where he is and um, fishing all those smallies up there. I mean, mm -hmm. literally I think the last year that he kept track, it was almost 6,000 smallies in a season. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. I thought I caught a lot this year or last year, but yeah, oh sorry. God. I had a sixth of that. <laughs> that's crazy yeah so i mean he has a great testing ground and you know so when drew comes to us and says hey i think you should probably do this for like okay <laughs> yeah we will done absolutely yeah you haven't failed us yet i mean everything else you've told us to make has done pretty well so you know he's one of those guys that's just i mean he's just got that finesse game absolutely nailed you know, yeah. time when he designs stuff, he he does it specifically. I think he was one of the ones that actually helped develop the beetle spin originally too. So oh, I mean, yeah, so he yeah, so he's he's been doing this a long time and kind of knows the finesse fishing and stuff and the downsizing. So, but that leads me. So the next thing that I think the one thing I am truly most excited about is we introduced an entire new category called micro finesse. So it was one of those things, yep. you know, people have been at us for years. Like, oh, you guys need to make a crappie bait or you guys could kill it in the panfish market. Yeah, I can make a crappie bait or I could come out with an entire category. Baits, that's everything, you know, and mm -hmm. launch a category, not just a crappie bait. And so, you know, that's that's what we did with micro finesse. So um, this is this is one of the packages here. This is the micro finesse package. And oh, yeah. These, yep. these are the micro TRDs. And you can see on the package what we do is we put a lot of different little fish profiles on the front of this because I don't want to label it as crappie, bluegill, or trout. I mean, it's yeah. applicable to anything. And one of the promo videos that we did, too, was really cool. Is we had uh, I, we posted it on Instagram. You should look at it. it it's um, all these exotic species down in Florida. Snakeheads, peacocks, cichlids, oscars, all these different fish that they all caught on micro finesse. Huh. Because that's it's cool. one of those things that's applicable anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not a fishery anywhere that I can't take micro finesse and yep. produce fish with it. And that's the cool part about it. So we ended up, so we did, um, we did five different bodies. Um, so this, this is our shad fry that we did. So we did a little tiny shad, um, which is really cool. And then we also did what we call a stinger, which is really neat. So this is the, you know, the stinger has a really cool little tail on it. It's got like this little four-way section on it, on the tail. Mm -hmm. And it, it, what's amazing about this is when we were at ICAST, we had one of these rigged in the tank. 
And people were challenging themselves to try to hold it still. And you couldn't because as soon as you, it was in the water, any tail just constantly just, just did this the whole time. It was oh, just constantly cool. vibrating. And you yeah. weren't even doing anything. I mean, it was, it was amazing. So that, that's the stingers. And this is, this is one of our new colors, too. We call this Fire Truce. So Fire Truce is one of the new colors that we're doing that. We introduced several new colors. When we had to come out with this whole category, of course, you're going to have to come out with colors that a lot of the panfish and crappie guys are used to seeing anyway. Yep. Yeah. So we did have to do that. So we did. Um, we came out with all of those different colors. You know, and this one here, like in this, the stingers, is you know, black and chartreuse. Um, we call this bumblebee. So we have that, and um, that's those two styles. But the other thing we did, though, too, is, you know, we came out with the micro TRD, this little guy here. So we got a little tiny TRD. Everybody's like, oh, I'm all How big is yeah. it? So this this one is uh, two and a half inches. No, it's 1.75. 1.75. Okay. One, one and three quarter. Yep, one and three quarters on the micro TRD. Same thing on the uh, the tiny ticklers, too. So we did the tiny ticklers. So we've got a little ticklers in that same same 0.75 inch in that as well. Did you and guys have to make new hooks for those? Or yes, we did. Like, okay. Nope. No. So we have a whole new range of micro finesse shrooms okay. head to match up to all these baits because they are so small. I mean, they're tiny. Yeah. And you know, you know, baits like you know, like this one, this is this is our larvas that we did. And the larvas is a really cool little bait here. Um that you can see, I mean, it's got a lot of detail on the body. Mm -hmm. um, you see all yeah. the whole detail on there. Very yeah. fine legs, very fine detail. But again, you know, that the last tech material, the, the panfish aren't <laughs> going to bite that thing off. And so that's the cool part. So, you know, you've got all that action in there and then it's not going to get, you know, bitten off the first little short take. Yep. So, I mean, to me, that was the most exciting thing that, that we introduced. I mean, I love the Hellraiser. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. It's exciting. But this was the one thing that I saw. It's like, you know what? I can, I can apply this guy anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, give me this setup. Yep. You know, Purple Death Ticklers on a chartreuse head. Drop me anywhere on planet Earth and challenge me not to catch something on it. Oh, I guarantee you're going to catch something. Oh, exactly. yeah. That's, yep. So, I mean, it was... That's why I was so excited about that because I mean this is crop trout. I mean everything. I mean there's nothing I can't apply this technique to, you know. And that <laughs> I think that you know goes back to what we do best as Z-Man. We come out with systems and techniques. You know, we came out with a technique. You know, and now we've got the micro finesse. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have crappie panfish. We have micro finesse. You know, so for me, I mean that's I think you know the biggest difference between us and a lot of those other companies is that we have. You know, micro finesse. I don't have, you know, just one little crappie bait. I've got. Yeah. You know. Well, so me and me and Matt, we talked about this also. And uh, we're like, yeah, did you see that micro uh, TRD? He said, yeah. He, and then he, he just sat there for a second. He said, bye-bye, uh, Bobby Garland. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> like the, nobody's the, ever going to buy those ever again. The first thing I said, no. I was like, you know what, man? I, I was I was gonna say something along the same lines. I was gonna I was gonna say yeah I'm not gonna mention the company, but since you did, uh, so but I was saying, I mean, listen, those guys have made great crappie baits for years. I mean, they were like the yeah. one company that is honestly, I mean, hats off to them. They stuck with their strength. They did what they did best. I mean, they've oh, owned yeah. that crappie market forever, and they're still going to be a huge player in it. You know, oh for, for sure, they they definitely will, and I don't think they're gonna go anywhere. But when I saw that shad fry, I was like, man. 
somebody's gonna one guy's gonna buy one color of the shad fry and not have to buy another bag of baits in like <laughs> four months. <laughs> He's gonna have an entire like spider rig with nothing but shad but fries. shad fries, and it's gonna last over. him a season. <laughs> like he's just gonna retie to the same like lures, and he's like, uh, man, I'm just that's you know, it's, I I don't know how Last Tech hasn't like put you guys out of business. Well, you know, <laughs> like, well, listen, I mean, there's a little known secret about there, so I'm gonna let you behind the curtain here a little bit. So, uh, like with you know with, with the panfish thing and the crappie thing, you know, what do they fish? They fish brush piles and stuff all the time. They're gonna be breaking mm-hmm. stuff off, you know. So we sure. did the same thing, you know, when we started coming out with all the bass stuff. We had this nationwide campaign where we went around and planted chicken wire and rebarb and all the popular <laughs> so the guys would just, you know, hang up and break off more so we could get better turns out of it. Oh, so that was your fault on the river. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah we yeah, got a lot of rebarb in the river. Yeah, that, that was part of our initiative. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, how else are we going to sell stuff? You got to break it off so you can buy more. Yeah. Right? Very true. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think the jackhammer makes up for it. I mean, I lose so many of those. <laughs> yeah, man. I've lost so many fire crawl jackhammer. I'm looking at a pack of six of them right now, and they're all backups. <laughs> and I have three in my box. And like every time I it's and that fire crawl is the only one I lose because for two years I couldn't find it anywhere. So I was going on eBay right. and buying yeah. the crap out of it. And I would keep losing it to the point now to where I'm like, I don't even want to throw this, but then I have to because it catches fish. <laughs> Same with black and blue. I've got six black and blue sitting there because I'll throw them. There'll be yeah. nothing there. And it's just like you're hung up on a rock and you just broke off. So right. it's like, great. cool. Yeah. Evergreen loves you. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, they're oh, yeah. They I've got eight it. combat you know sticks sitting over here, too. Don't worry. You're probably going to hate me because I have four brand new colors of jackhammer sitting in front of me. Oh, oh. yeah. So. Before I do that, though, I, I am going. I'm going to show you like one more little finesse thing that we did. So we did a new grub. Uh, oh, I love that! Primarily for Australia, so this is called the ST grub. So it's got this rib body on it, which is really cool. Rib bodies are cool because they actually catch air bubbles as soon as they hit the water. Yeah, and then it's got this like feathered tail on it too, which I think is really cool. So when this thing is in the water, all these little feathers break loose, and it has this incredible feathered action, just kind of twirling behind it in the water along with the rib body and the air bubbles. It, it is a really, really cool grub. You know, because, I mean, grubs are one of those things that they use a ton of them in Australia. And honestly, I mean, you know, you think about it here in the U.S., we fish a ton of them here, too. But it's always one of those. It's just, it's a grub. It's not newsworthy. It's, you know, right, everybody's yeah. been fishing grubs forever. But this kind of gave us an opportunity to bring grubs back into the conversation. Kind of like what we did, you know, when we did the SMH worms and the SMH heads. You know, shaky head had been around forever, but now we had a new reason to talk about it because we had a new shaky head worm and a new shaky head, you know, jig yeah. head to go with it. So it's the same kind of thing. It kind of gives us an, uh, you know, an opportunity to put grubs back in the conversation, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and, I like that, man. Because I know there's river guys that, oh, well, I'm going to say the older river guys, they still use grubs, but like the n- younger guys, they don't as much. I want to get back into using them. Well, it's, it's one of those everyday baits that, I mean, everybody's used forever, you know, and mm-hmm. there's still applications for it, but we have so many things like for us as a company. I mean, I think what took a lot of the attention away from the grubs for us was the whole Ned rig category. You know, we kept mm-hmm. coming out with more finesse baits in that same size range that we had grubs available in. And so there really wasn't that opportunity to go, Oh, wait a minute. Don't forget about our grubs. We have grubs, lots of them, but you know, it's, 
you know, it's one of those things like, eh, grabs, grabs, you know, it's like, eh, same old thing. But, you know, this is a different grub design and it was kind of cool to be able to do that. So maybe it'll draw some attention back to, you know, the grub, you know, application mm -hmm. and, you know, the grub family, because like there's a lot of uses for it by itself or as a trailer, or as a jig trailer, you know, mm -hmm. put it behind like a little micro buzz, um, buzz bait grub. or, or you know, a little buzz grape, anything, you know, there's a lot of uses for something like that. And so this is cool. I wanted to show you this. Um, so we introduced, I showed you that Disco Cisco color. So there's mm -hmm. another color that we worked on really hard. And I was so happy with it because how many perch colored crankbaits do you guys have? A lot I mean, exactly. Feel. Right, right. I mean, it's one of those things, but how many perch colored soft plastics do you have? Not many. Zero. <laughs> yeah, I've never thought about that. That's right. So, well, we did think about that. So what we have is we have this one. We have pro yellow perch. So look at this. Oh, guy. Yeah. Tell me that does not look like a freaking perch. Yeah. That, that, oh, I, I do have one. I forgot about that. Right. So, I mean, there are some out there, but it's it's one of those colors. It's really hard to shoot in a soft plastic. Yeah. And so it was one of the things that we've been wanting to do for a long time, but it's not easy to do. So it took a lot of trial and error of like, you know, production guys coming in. How about this one? Nope, not even close. How about this? Need more of this. And then, you know, the first time I got that one in my hands, I was like, nailed it. I mean, that yeah. is oh, a yeah. perk if I've ever seen a perk. Yeah, like, that does look good. It does. So we're doing that in TRDs. We're doing that in Slim Swims, Diesel Minnows, Minnows. Oh yeah, we've got a wide range of baits we're doing that new perch color in. Oh, Just because awesome. it's it's I mean that's your basic everyday everything eats a perch. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they'll say everything everything <laughs> eats. I want to back up a little bit just real quick for one quick question. For that sure. grub, what size is that grub? This is a, I believe this is two and a half. That's what this is. Good size. Because yep. I'm gonna Ned rig the crap out of that. Yeah, it's designed to fit all the Ned rig hooks. That's what it's designed. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. I think I think it's really cool. I mean, first time I saw it in the water, I was pretty impressed with it. I mean, initially, like I said, we we built it for Australia because they use a lot of those down there, and we are the number one brand there. So whenever they say they need something, we pretty much make it for them. But you know, as, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I don't see any reason why we couldn't reintroduce the the grub here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it's it's a it's Brad hit it kind of on the head. Your older generation. I mean, I grew up using grubs. Yeah, I did because uh, my because my dad had grubs, so he'd mm -hmm. always get, you know, your old red, yellow, and clear bag full of Zoom grubs. Fat Alberts. Fat Alberts, man. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. nice. And he'd yeah, say, aging me. Go ahead, put this <laughs> put this on a hook, throw it out there, and just just bounce it or swim it back, whatever you want to do, because it was a, you can't fish a grub wrong. Like you yeah, just do whatever yeah, you want with honestly. it, and it'll something will hit it i mean it'll be the lazy fish coming wrong is like that's just there or it'll be the fish who just had 14 mountain dews and a rip it who's gonna break <laughs> the rod out of your hand hitting a moving grub so but i've got away from it to where i only use grubs for like a, on a back of a buzz bait because it's a ton of action it's awesome sure. give something right. to narrow in on uh and it hides a trailer hook really well so that's sure. awesome because it's going to change up especially with it being designed for the ned rig hooks i mean it's going to change up the whole game because don't get me wrong the turds are great i love it i got yeah. a whole binder full of them plus 30 more packs in my truck but i'm i'm about switching it up a little bit 
Well, I, that's, I'm glad to hear that. So at least we know somebody's going to fish this guy, and it'll probably be you. It'll be me. It'll I'll be, throw it, it too. That's a good idea. I'll say, Brad, Brad will throw it. Well, right. your river guys are going to. And you know, and also, and speaking of Ned Rig too, we did have an, one more Ned Rig bait that we um, came out with this year, but for the saltwater guys, and that was the uh, what we call the salty Ned shrimp. Oh so, gosh, I want that too. Yeah, I never so see we, that. I've never seen well, that ever. Right. <laughs> this was one of those things that in Australia they call it the prawns, and here in the U.S. we're calling the salty Ned shrimps. And it was one of those things because listen, a lot of the guys, especially around here where I am have been Ned rigging in the saltwater for a long time. Uh, mm -hmm. Redfish, speckled trout, all that. They've been fishing Ned rigs here for quite a while and a lot of other places too. They just don't talk about it a lot. And so it was one of those things that where it was kind of a natural for us to actually introduce a true Ned rig saltwater bait. And that's why we did the salty Ned shrimps was because of that. And so it's perfect. It fits with all of our existing Ned hits, so like the Ned locks, the finesse bullets, um, any of those. I mean, it fits, I think I have, yeah, rigged up on a um, finesse bullet right here so you can see how perfectly it fits the ned bolt the the mm, finesse yeah. bullet right there perfect fit for that little guy right there um and so it's it's one of those things that i think you know had an instant home as soon as we made it just because the saltwater guys are already fishing ned rigs yep so why not give them something that imitates their actual forage in a finesse form and oh, yeah. so that's why we did that Mm -hmm. It was kind of a no-brainer for us. So, are you ready for the uh, the new jackhammer colors? Oh yeah, right. I mean, Let's see it. I, you, I'm you, definitely uh, ready, but I'm. You, I'm mad you guys don't like jackhammers? Them. Okay, I can skip that part. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually figured out the jackhammer bite on the river lately, so I've been addicted to it. It's all I've been throwing. Really? Um, what color are you using in the river mostly? I'm curious. Black and blue, just because our blue. river stays really? muddy. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, it's, okay. It's chocolate so, gross milk all the time. Okay. So one of the things that we came up with, so there's a new color that we came up for like muddy water, because there's times where in dirty water, you may want a gold blade, but you don't want like an overly dark body. You still might want a shad imitation. Mm -hmm. So we came up with this. So this is called dirty shad. So you can see it's got oh. kind of like the, the peppered back white skirt, but it's got a gold mm -hmm. blade. And that's the main thing, because we got a lot of requests for that with a gold blade, a shad pattern with a gold blade. So we got this dirty white right here. And so that's something you'll probably, I think you could find a home in your river with. Um, and then we got this, this new brand new bluegill color right here. This is going to be just got the black blade, really good looking Looks bluegill good. pattern here. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Project Z version of that, wasn't there? Uh, similar to it, yes. Okay, yeah. Yep. But a little bit, a little bit different. I think the the Project Z version, I think, had a lot more yellow and orange than this one does. Okay, this one's a little bit more subdued, I think, than what the Project Z version was of the uh, of the bluegill pattern. Um, and then we have this one, which is blueback herring. So you've got this. So you've got there. You go. So there's your blueback herring right there with a silver blade. Because mm -hmm. we've got a lot of lakes that have the blueback herring in them, where the guys mm -hmm. are. Trying to look for a match than that, and then, sorry, Matt, I'm just, is your wife in the room? Uh, okay. Nope, I'm in the basement All alone. Right. All right, that's good because this is going to cost you. Some He's going to scream like a girl. <laughs> Probably will. <laughs> so, so we have a new fire crawl with a painted blade. Oh my on god! It. <laughs> that's awesome. That looks oh, good. Yeah. 
Yeah. God, man. Is that the... It is like it a big... speckled? It's a speckled blade too. That looks it so is. good. Yes, it's it's a speckled blade, as you can see on there. So <sighs> that's cool. Painted speckled, so you got the fire crop, <sighs> fire had everything on there. So, yeah. Sorry, Matt. Sorry. Do you guys Matt. accept trades? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we don't need any more chickens. We've already had enough of those thrown at us. Uh, Matt <laughs> told me a secret though. He he gets away with buying all these baits by using PayPal credit. His wife. <laughs> Yep. There you yep. Go. <laughs> Either PayPal credit. PayPal came out with pay for four so I can spread it out and she'll never know. <laughs> well, the one thing I can't do is anytime I spend that kind of money, my ass, my wife asked me, how do you do that? I, I can't say music royalties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was two gumballs and I was done with that. So <laughs> That's funny. Now, I've, so, I've been hearing a, a lot about gold blades, gold blades lately on chatterbaits in the river. Yeah, and I think it's only because, you know, you look at rivers, and as a river rat myself, and you guys are too, you know that the rivers change colors regularly. Yep. The yep. watercolor very rarely stays the same, the same, with the exception of this time of year, where it drops low and clear. But, you know, you get out there in the springtime, it can be tannic one, one day, it could be brown the next day, it could be clear the next day. So anytime you have any kind of a spin in the water at all, that that's where that gold blade shines. And I think that's why everybody's talking so much about gold blades. Yep. Just because you have to have that in any type of a stain water condition. There's no getting around it. Interesting. Yeah. Did not know definitely that. see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because I, I mean, you know, typically clear, clear water, you, you throw, yeah, clear water, you throw either clear blades or black blades, you know, and, but you have stained water. The only thing that really shows up and where, uh, the light frequency really penetrates that stained water is that gold blade. That's the only thing that really truly shows up well in those conditions. Hmm. And so, and I think that's, you know, that's where I think, you know, that, that new dirty white is going to be a big hit is because you have that nice white pattern, but you have the gold blade also showing up and drawing attention to it. So you're still going to have that, you know, the bait fish pattern, because, you know, think about it this way, your watercolor changes, but your forage color doesn't. Right. True. Right. So just because the water's dirty doesn't mean that your forage base changed. It changes colors. They're still the same, but how the fish finds them might be a little bit different now. Right. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Very, very okay. true. I want to get out and try one now. I'm going to have to go to the store before Thursday. <laughs> all right. So I've that actual, that color pattern should be here. I think we're supposed to get them in uh, within the next two weeks, I think. So. Yeah, I know. I just, I just went kind of. I didn't. I went that you got a really great explanation to why I bought a gold blade, but it has nothing to do with why I bought it. I bought the because I want to try the big blade. So I was like, yeah. all right, I'll get yes. a big blade, and it was a gold blade. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get that because maybe the gold will glint more in the in the dirty so, water. Which gold, maybe so what, I'm trying to remember. So do you remember which color the uh, the big blade was? Uh, I do not. I actually have it in my truck tied on. I just tied it on yesterday. I want to say, uh, I think it's the uh, is it the green pumpkin candy one? Like the I, is it the dark green one or was it? Let me go into my Dick Sporting Goods receipts and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only reason I ask is because I actually did use that um this spring when i was in texas because i was on a lake that was transitioning from from dirty to clear it was still just stained enough 
to where I kind of felt I needed that gold blade, but not clear enough to where I could get away with going a solid black blade or, you know, something that was more of like a solid profile. I wanted something a little bit different. Um, it was and, the bluegill color. Okay. The bluegill. Blue yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's a great choice in that. I think in that really that transition water um, where you have, it's, it's kind of tannicky or it's a little bit stained. And I, I don't know if you noticed, but as soon as you throw the big blade, the first thing you realize is that it is not a, uh, I'm going to cover a ton of water bait. It's, uh, no. I have to slow my ass down and mm -hmm. really yep. be deliberate about this because uh, that's what Brian Thrift designed it for. It was not designed as, hey, I'm going to go out and cover a ton of water. It was like, these fish are deep. They're lethargic. I need to get their attention. I need to slow it down and keep it down. And that's what that bait was designed for. So that's why when you even just slowly reel that thing in, the whole rod is shaking. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the first thing I noticed was going threw it out there and I just did real slow turns and it was thump, 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 like my whole rod was moving. And I was like, well, this is different. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. That was the first thing I noticed. So when I, the first one of those I got, um, when I took it out to fish with it, um, I knew what Brian designed it for. So I put it on the heaviest rod that I had and it instantly turned it into a noodle. <laughs> I mean, the whole rod was just like, it was like, okay, all right, I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> You wanted to get somebody's attention. We got it. So, I mean, that thing really thumps. I mean, it really does. But it's one of those things that when you have those conditions, you have to slow down. There is nothing better, honestly, than that big plate to do that with. It's just, it's not one of those things. I can't see a lot of guys throwing it in the river because you got current. Yeah. Current's, current's going to immediately speed, and, you know, make it rise up on you, which is what you yep. don't want. Yep. I it's kind of hard to fish with. It is. And I think, I think for me, um, my <laughs> favorite new um, chatterbait to just cover water and burn, even in heavy current, is the Minimax. Uh, yeah, I can I see need that. To get one. Because I can't get that thing to rise up no matter how fast you retrieve it or how fast the current is. I mean, I can, I can run that as fast as I want. It stays at the level I started my retrieve. You know, and hmm. so to me, that's, that's the one that I go to when, you know, if I just have to burn up a ton of water, cover acreage, that's the one I'm going to go to is that because I can burn it as fast as I want, cover water, cover water, cover water, you know, and not have to worry about it rising up or rolling or bouncing back and forth. So, yeah. you know, you know, that's, that's the one I use for that. And it's actually what we've seen a lot of guys catching on to. It's actually become a really popular chatterbait for us too, because of that. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely need to get some minis. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's it's because honestly, that if you look at the mini max compared to the jackhammer, the head design is very similar, and as whereas the blade um, being close to the head is also very similar. So um, it's it's a very similar profile. The only difference is it doesn't hunt as much as what a jackhammer does because a jackhammer mm -hmm. is lower bait, so mm -hmm. it does hunt a little bit more. But the mini max. Well, that thing vibrates like crazy. But the thing is, I mean, I can burn it and it never rises. Yeah. That's what I love. I need to get one of those. Yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah, we, Brad, we got to do some I shopping agree. before Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do. Yeah, well, you should have done some shopping before this little call. I could have helped you out, you know. 
<laughs> well, I mean, still might be able to. Hey, I'm all about it. I know you're all about it. <laughs> well, Glenn, right. uh, I think we're winding down here. Matt, do you have something? No, I was going to say, so we covered the kicker. We covered the Hellraiser. We covered the Midwest uh, Midwest Finesse Swim Jig, which I'm pumped mm-hmm. for that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm all about finesse stuff. Yeah. Uh, the new uh, uh, finesse line. Is there anything else you wanted to color? Um, I think... I mean, really, the two main new colors for us were really uh, in the standard line were the Pro Yellow Perch and the Disco Cisco. So, I mean, I think, you know, the, those two, um, they're, I mean, those, those are the two most exciting ones for me, those two right there. So, um, yeah, I'm pumped those are the ones that, and we're actually, I think we are shipping both of these right now. So, you can actually probably get those in the TRD as well. Um, well, not nice. the Disco Cisco, but you can get that Pro Yellow Perch in a TRD, which is dynamite looking it really is such a great color pattern really is and then i think you know the only thing that we um we didn't cover but we we released at the classic was the goat toads um which was a huge hit you know for anybody that loves top water as far as i know is i think it's the first time that anybody's designed a bait with the help you know, because we did this whole thing basically in public um, from the concept all the way to the final project to where we posted a whole bunch of videos talking about what we wanted to do, how we wanted to do it. Interviews with the mold maker, showing mm-hmm. drawings, asking people which version they liked, what colors you want to see it in. And then when we finally came out with it, you know, it was it was a big hit instantly. I mean, everybody loved this thing. Um, yeah, I and- forgot it. Yeah, I mean it's it's really, I mean, in my opinion, it's, it's the best top water toad in the business. Number one, because it floats, but you know, these feet have great kicking action because they have a really cool design on here to where they're they're cupped. So they actually, you know, dig and pick up water more easily. His little fingers back there. I mean, they just throw so many bubbles and spit so well back there. The belly slot here, and then you've got the little hook slot up top so you can hide the hook point away. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's I mean, this whole thing was designed from beginning to end with the input of the people who are going to be using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's great. I mean, we've heard a lot of great feedback on it. People love it as a buzzbait trailer, too. That's Oh, yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. Yep. Because, I mean, why wouldn't you? You think about, you know, what does a buzzbait do when you cast it? It sinks. So why wouldn't you want to put a buoyant trailer on the back of it? You know? I mean, yeah, it just I mean... Makes- I did the same thing with a jig. I was like, man, that's a, I cut the top of the heads off and I use it as a jig trailer. And I love ah, it. There you, go. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah. I love it. That's I love it. A lot it of hurts a little bit. Sure. It's a ton. And I've, I've seen bites cause like on the back of a jackhammer, I'll throw <clears throat> like a crawl style trailer. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday we did a float and I would, I was catching them on the TRD. I was catching them on a wake bait. Uh, I caught a couple on a, uh, shaky head and I was like, you know, I'll just want to throw a jig. We're not getting any real size. I'm just going to size up and see if I can get some good fish. And I had a finesse jig, a little bit bigger finesse jig. And I cut the head off a black and blue goat, put it on there, threw it out. It it was awesome. I was getting hammered. Like Brad watched me. Yeah, it was great. And of course the trailer is still completely fine in the truck 
on the bait because it's the last deck and it lasts forever. So obviously we're so, yeah. short on rebar and chicken wire wherever you're fishing. So we're gonna have to look at that. <laughs> well, it washed all downstream. I guess yeah, so. We I was about to say. Send me the coordinates for that so we can get a team out there and work on that. Thanks, Matt. You just want to know our secret fishing spots. That too. But yeah. I mean, I'll give you the one we went to Saturday. You'll catch numbers, which is like yeah. great for videos and stuff. You're doing promotional videos, but if you're going out for size, it's not the place to go. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, it wasn't that great. No, yeah. it happens. It was a it was a pretty float though, which made it nice because it, it was it was real shallow, was real shallow and uh, slow moving water. Yeah, eh, I hate that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. I need. I'm. I mean, I'm a river guy, so I need riffle run pool i mean that's that's yes. what i need structure yep. i need yes. seam lines i need something to work something i can read i hate that long slow uniform uh, mm -hmm. yep. where it's like you know what there's nothing here oh there goes a 28 you know <laughs> yeah. yeah i've i've yeah. caught i've caught like five or six 20s since last may and they've all come out of deep slow water it's weird yeah, well, you know what the thing is, I figured out a long time ago. And actually, I learned this as a guide in Oregon. Is that I, I learned that the fish don't actually read the same articles we do. Which is yeah. weird. <laughs> you, you'd think that they would know they're not supposed to be sitting there in broad daylight, two o'clock in the afternoon. They shouldn't be there. Yeah, no yeah. It's like, dude, you just want to throw them the book and go here. Would you please just read this? Yeah, just do a little studying. There. Yeah, wow, God's it, sense, it's like us went us with like CNN and Fox News. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I would say I think the best example of that was as a steelhead guide, especially because you know guiding fly fishermen, they would read all these books on steelhead fly fishing, so they knew where the fish were going to be. And so yeah, we're walking oh, yeah. along the river together, you know, and I would stop because I've got two steelheads sitting right in front of me, and my client would walk past. Where are you going? Well, I'm going up here. Why? Well, because kind of water we want to fish is like, really? Because those two steelhead right there um, didn't read the same book you did. So they're still <laughs> sitting right here. So would you like to catch these two or do you want to go ahead and go up river and fish up there? <laughs> like, oh, well, I, I, I didn't think they'd be exactly right. So, you know, I tell them the fish didn't read the same book you did. Yeah. supposed to be there. The steelhead doesn't know he's not supposed to be sitting in frog water at two o'clock in the afternoon in the middle of the yeah. summer. You know, he just, he's like, you know, this is a cool spot. I'll hang here for a little bit. They don't know. It's the same thing. Yeah. I think a lot it's of people don't realize that these river fish can travel miles within a day. And you oh, know, they, they, got, they got rest spots, you know, so. They do. Yeah. They have rest and, you know, they, and they can, they move, they migrate. You know, certain times of year on the broad, I know where to find them in certain months. And then the rest of the time, honestly, it can become it's a total crapshoot because they are moving. Yep. And in one spot, yep. I was like, yes, it's kind of cool for now, but I don't know, there might be some more forage somewhere else. So they move on. You know, they go find another spot to hang out somewhere because there might be better food there. I mean, yep. it's all about the food for these fish. Well, wherever they find the food, that's where they're going to stay. Yep. You know, because yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, the, the smallmouth fishery here in the Bird River is relatively young comparative to other fisheries in the country and so the dnr guys here still don't really know a lot about them and i remember years ago when my daughter and i used to fish abroad quite a bit we would just go walk the river and just catch a ton of smallies and we were talking to a, a dnr guy once who was trying to tell us that 
Well, once the water temperature gets to a certain point, those fish are all going to leave and they're not going to be there anymore. Well, you're not going to find them here and you're not going to find them there. And the whole time my daughter's just looking at me going like, you haven't actually been there and fished that, have you? Because yeah. you have no, so, I mean, you could tell, I mean, I could tell instantly by listening to this guy's like, you've read way too many in fisherman magazines. I can tell yeah. that right away because he was trying to tell me that the smallies were too temperature sensitive to stay in certain types of water once the water temperature got a certain degree. Well, this is how water gets here. The broad river in the middle of the summertime will be 90 degrees. Woo. Ooh, that's yes. hot. That's hot. I was up there, um, I was walking the river one day and I had a water thermometer with me and I think it was like June or July or something, but it was, it was getting pretty hot. And I decided I wanted to check to see what the water temperature actually was. So I picked a very moving, well oxygenated, oxygenated piece of water mm -hmm. and it was 88. Wow. And I was still catching smallies out of that yeah. stretch of river. Yeah. And the yeah, other I thing they told me is that they would not cohabitate with a largemouth. I'm like, well, no, you forgot that's... to tell them that. <laughs> like, yeah. No. yeah. Because I, I would find cool. one hole and it's like, well, I caught six largemouth and eight smallies out of it. So it's like, yeah, yeah. they're pretty much cohabitating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they are for sure. And that, like that's... they go wherever the food is. Yeah. That's like 10 degrees hotter than what our river gets to. That's crazy. Yeah, the problem with it is in the summertime when you are kayaking the river and you start to overheat, when you jump out of your boat to cool off, it does you no good whatsoever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I you know. jump out and you're dunk. You're getting back up. It's like, well, that didn't help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was nice this weekend. Yeah. We we yeah. jumped out last week and I jumped in. I was like, ooh, that's chilly. It's like yeah. 74 <laughs> degrees or something. <laughs> so it was nice. See, that would be refreshing here. Yeah. But this time of year, there's no relief at the water temperature here. It's just bath water. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Well, but the fish say, don't care and I don't have to wear waders. So that's okay with me. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yep. Well, guys, um, yeah, we're winding down. Anything else anybody else want to add? Are we good? No, I'm. I'm good, Glenn. I really appreciate you coming on and speaking with us and talking about, you know, all the new stuff you guys are pumping out. Keep pumping out new stuff. Keep the innovation happening. I'm about it. We are. We are. We're not slowing sure. down anytime soon. I can tell you that. There we go. Make sure there's never a shortage of yoga pants as well, please. Just for me, please. <laughs> Last time I walked through the airport, I didn't see a shortage of that. So I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always good. <laughs> i was trying to think of something funny but i don't know i mean you succeeded without trying to so it worked out yeah okay it's all but good. we're well in stock on the trds in that too if that's you know what you're wondering so yeah yeah, yeah i mean you know yeah six one way half a dozen the other it's all the same <laughs> all right uh thanks glenn um you want to shout out where people can find you on facebook and instagram and stuff Absolutely. So listen, all this stuff is on zmanfishing.com. So we have all the videos on there. So I think the one video, if I could steer anybody toward one, it would be to watch the Hellraiser video. Just because you really have to see this thing in the water to understand what it really does. Just because it is so completely different from anything you've ever seen before. So I would look at that and then look up the video we did on the microfest on all the exotic species. 
on our website too, just to kind of give an idea of how universal this application really is, because uh, it'll work on pretty much anything. Uh, so, I mean, really, I mean, that's, that's mostly, I mean, just, you know, just go to zmanfishing.com and I mean, everything you're going to want to know about anything that I told you about tonight is going to be on there. And we have videos for everything that I showed you today. And that's the most important thing. And then you can always reach out to us via email, via Instagram, via Facebook. We're always on there. We're always answering questions and inquiries. So, I mean, reach out to us, you know, because we love the input. We really do. Very cool. Well, yep. again, uh, thanks for joining us again. I'm sure we'll have you on next year to talk about some other awesome innovation that just came out. So looking Pressure's forward to on, it. isn't it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you guys have a good one. And have a good week and go catch some fish. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your midwest premier paddle sports destination go to rocktownadventures.com eastport marina the beautiful destination on dale hollow lake if you're looking for lodging kayaks kayak accessories or anything fishing related on the beautiful dale hollow lake go to eastport.info and jig masters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today